Hi friends. This episode is being recorded from my car because it's really hard to find a nice quiet place around here. And I have news for you. I am updating my F Pies handbook. And not only that, but I've almost finished another book about babies with colic. And I thought I'd spend this episode updating you about that book and reading one of its chapters. So are you ready? Hi, I'm Dr. Evka, the mom at the playgroup who's in charge of the food and the lecture series. Empowering other mothers when something seems off with their children. Sharing mindset work when it comes to motherhood, medicine made understandable, and mastery of your child and who that child is when they have food intolerances, feeding challenges, or other of your concerns. You've heard that I'm a family doctor, a feeding physician, a life coach, a nutritionist, and a best-selling author. But if you ask me, I will tell you, I'm another mom just like you, and I'm your friend. Just remember that this information is being shared for educational purposes only and some of it's opinion based. If you have a specific medical concerns, please see your regular doctor. That's not me. Okay, friends, because you are listening, I want to give you a special treat. You are the first people who are going to be listening to me talk about my new book. You're going to be the first people who have exclusive access to that chapter. So thank you very much for listening. I'm going to share my chapter about colic. And then I have some news for you. Those news is that after this podcast, for the next couple of podcasts, I'm going to have recordings of people on my show. Because yes, if you want to, you can go on my show. And that's how we're going to do it for the next couple of weeks until guess what? There's another publication and I hope this was really good one. Uh, it presents babies with colic or babies who cry a lot in a way that has not been presented before. And I hope you find it useful. If you know of anyone who has a baby with colic, I hope you find the whole book to be useful. But here you go. Here's the sneak peek at that book. Here's one of the chapters. Congratulations, you have been waiting for this moment for quite some time. You have a newborn. He or she is incredibly adorable. You are feeling happy about a lot of things, but you wonder why a lot of people did not tell you about this one thing. Before your baby was born, your doctor told you, Stay healthy. You should get about seven to eight hours of sleep at night. With this newborn of yours, your current response is, Oh, doctor, how funny. You have read the expression, silence is golden. 
You imagine staring at two emojis, one of silence and one of gold. Well, most people yearn for gold if given the choice, you're considering taking the silence. Given your last few weeks, silence seems more important than any material gold you could touch at this moment. You wonder, what do I do? Given that you just spent the last 504 hours of your life listening to your baby cry. Okay, maybe it was not quite 504 hours, but certainly felt like an exorbitant amount of time. You see, your baby has been given a definite diagnosis of colic or a tentative one, or perhaps you have begun to suspect this diagnosis. What do you do now? What is colic? If you search the internet for the definition of colic, you might come across the following definition. Colic is severe, often fluctuating pain in the abdomen. The pain starts and stops abruptly. It happens when intestinal muscles contract in an attempt to move things past a blockage in the digestive tract. Wait, what? Let's do that again. According to the definition in many dictionaries, this is the definition of colic. Colic is severe, often fluctuating pain in the abdomen. The pain starts and stops abruptly. It happens when intestinal muscles contract in an attempt to move things past a blockage in the digestive tract. Did you just hear that? Mm -hmm. Did you notice the same discrepancies that I did? I will share two of these discrepancies with you. First, you just heard the definition mention an exact cause of colic. When you know that no one knows the true cause of colic in all babies. Second, this definition does not even mention crying. Why do we have this discrepancy between the definition of colic in the dictionary and the definition that I'm about to share with you regarding babies with colic? I do not have a good answer as to why babies who cry a lot are said to have colic or intestinal pain. I do know that the word colic translates into relative to the colon in Greek. I can see how some people might jump to the conclusion that babies who cry a lot must have intestinal pain. However, I do believe that this belief is faulty. Sure, you could have intestinal pain and colic. In the next chapter, I will give you some examples of babies who cry a lot. And some of them may have pain in their abdomen. They may also have something else. In this chapter, I want to provide a better definition of colic when it comes to your baby. Let us break down colic into a definition like the following. First, colic is prolonged, frequent, and persistent crying of a specific character in an otherwise healthy infant or baby. It's prolonged crying. In one study, the average amount of daily crying was measured using a voice-activated digital recording device. 
According to the device, the average baby cried for only 25 minutes a day during the first week of life. At five weeks of age, the average baby cried for only 40 minutes a day. However, most studies of crying in babies do not use voice-activated digital recording devices. Mm-mm. Those are more modern. Most studies rely on parents to record durations of crying in a diary in the written journal. Based upon these results, during the first six weeks of life, the typical baby cries between oh, 170 and 133 minutes, so basically roughly two hours per day. But the time the baby is 10 to 12 weeks old, so roughly about two to three months old, a baby cries an average of roughly one hour per day. This also means that many typical babies without crying cry more than that. That being said, only 1 in 20 babies under 7 weeks of age cries for more than 250 minutes, roughly 4 hours per day. If you take 20 babies between the ages of 10 and 12 weeks and put them in a room, on average, only one of those babies will cry for more than about 2.4 hours each day. Researchers often use the criteria of more than three daily hours. If babies cry for more than three hours per day, they're often described as having prolonged crying. Babies with colic have a harder time being comforted so that their cries will stop. What's another part of that definition? Well, another part of that definition of colic is that there's frequent call, call, uh, crying. To make a diagnosis of colic, the prolonged crying must occur frequently. Most researchers mention that crying is frequent when it occurs at least three days per week. Okay, back to the definition. Colic is prolonged, frequent, and persistent crying. So what is persistent crying? For a baby to be diagnosed with colic, that crying episodes must be persistent for days or weeks. Their overall duration varies depending upon the criteria used to make the diagnosis. For a baby to be diagnosed with colic, according to the Wessels criteria, the baby must cry in a prolonged, frequent way for at least three weeks. Yes, three weeks. The Wessels criteria for colic came out in the 1950s. And more recent criteria do not necessarily mention a specific amount of time. Many parents and doctors do not want to wait a full three weeks before evaluating babies crying and offering a potential solution. And then what else is it about the definition? Well, colic is of a specific character. Babies with colic can cry in a different way than other babies. The cries of babies with colic tend to be louder, higher pitched, and shriller. These babies usually uh, cry in a more variable pitch uh, the pitch or crying that seems to be made up of more musical notes. Babies with colic can sound like they are screaming in pain.
And then the last part of this definition, colic. It's prolonged, frequent, and persistent crying of a specific character in an otherwise healthy infant. It's crying in an otherwise healthy infant. Colic is a diagnosis of exclusion. In other words, it is a diagnosis that is given to babies with frequent, persistent, and prolonged crying for which a cause cannot be determined. When caregivers have tried all kinds of different testing to try to figure out why their baby is crying and still cannot find a cause for it, their baby may be diagnosed with colic. No one can say with absolute certainty that baby has colic as opposed to another medical condition until imaging studies or lab tests have been done. I discuss some of the medical conditions that look like colic, but are not colic. In a subsequent chapter, some of these conditions can be difficult to diagnose. Second, I wanted to discuss another characteristic of colic. Colic is an uncommon group of behaviors with a characteristic pattern that is seen in young infants or babies who may become hypertonic. Again, colic is uncommon. No one truly knows how often colic happens, but does not occur with all babies. Its commonness can vary depending upon the population being studied. It is estimated that between 8% and 40% of babies are described as having colic at some point. One study looked at about 8,690 babies and asked, how many of these babies cried for three or more hours a day for three or more days a week in any one week? About 17% of one to two-week-olds did. About 25% of five to six-weeks-olds did. And only about 0.6% of 10 to 12 week olds did. Interestingly, we discussed some of the medical conditions that can mimic colic in the future section of this book. Up until the age of about 10 to 12 weeks, the chances of a baby crying a lot are much higher than the chances that the baby will be diagnosed with a particular medical disorder. However, by 10 Weeks of age, if a baby still has frequent, persistent, and prolonged crying, then we will be more inclined to ask, was this just normal crying? Was this just colic? Or is something else going on? Then, if we go back to the definition, we know that colic is a group of behaviors Colic consists of a group of behaviors that must occur together in order to make the diagnosis. Not only must the baby have a specific type of prolonged crying with a specific characteristic to it, but the crying must be frequent enough for long enough of a duration. In addition, a baby with typical colic does not have a fever or a very significant amount of weight loss. Colic is not a cause of failure to thrive 
in just about every baby. Also, colic has a characteristic crying pattern. Most babies with colic seem to have a witching hour. It comes at the end of the day. When everyone in the house starts to get tired, the crying suddenly begins. In the late afternoon or evening, many babies with colic develop an inconsolable cry, and this can last all the way up to midnight. Often, the crying has a clear beginning and end. Also, colic is seen in young infants. The vast majority of crying episodes associated with colic go away on their own by the time that babies are about four months old. If babies first develop prolonged frequent crying when they are five months old or older, they are not considered to have colic. It's something else. All right, so that's a section of my first chapter. That's actually most of it, one of my chapters. And there are going to be many more chapters in this book about colic. I hope to share more information with you about it. It's a poorly understood topic about which I've learned so much. And hopefully I can help you as you go through this journey of a baby with colic. Now, you have to remember that my platform is about babies with challenges around food or feeding. And guess what? Many babies with colic are given diagnoses like reflux, feeding intolerances, and food sensitivities. So I think that the topic of colic falls right into my platform. It falls right into my platform, which includes things like it's not just reflux. And we talk about babies with, and ch children with these challenges. Do you have any questions? So, okay, just to uh, tell you again, um, you are more than welcome to read this episode. Eventually, it's going to be on my Dr. Evka website and, and the blogs. You're more than welcome to comment on it and to eventually read my book. I think it's going to be good. In the meantime, for the next couple of recordings, they're going to be on people who have had on the show. So there's less going to be talk where I do most of the talking, a more of a, like a conversation between people. If you want to go to my podcast eventually, just let me know. You can contact me through the Dr. Evka website. That's D-O-C-T-O-R and then Evka, E-V-K-A. But I just want to let you know that a book about babies with colic, as well as a revamp of my F. Pies Handbook are in the works and should be available to you shortly. All right. Thank you. Thank you for listening to another episode uh, from me, Dr. Evka.